Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Connor, and you are listening to Film Talks. And this week, we got something brand new, something fresh. Uh, I guess not super brand new. I'm doing a, a movie review. Uh, this is something that I think I want to um, continue uh, with with Film Talks, maybe go a little away from those, you know, long, drawn-out episodes where I kind of ramble about topics. I'm sure something will come up where I'm like, you know, hey, this is something I want to talk about. But for now, um, I want to talk about movies. And one that I just saw was Zack Snyder's Justice League. And um, whenever I do, when, whenever I have done a review, um, I've kind of, like, you know, started off like, oh, let's give some little teasers and then we'll get into the spoilers. I'm just going to dive right in. So if you haven't seen it yet, pause this, go watch it. It's on HBO Max. Um, it you know get get a free trial or something. It's it's a lengthy one, but um, I think most people, especially if you like any of Zack Snyder's stuff, especially if you like DC superheroes, you'll probably like it. So give it a shot. Um, so yeah, Zack Snyder's Justice League. What do I think about it? Uh, I definitely think it was way better than the first one. Um, if anyone's seen that one. Uh, let me just give you a little uh, blurb about it. It was craziness when it came out. Um, I remember everybody was freaking out because there was a lot of behind-the-scenes turmoil. Uh, Zack Snyder was originally directing it, and you know everybody was like, it was like it felt like a James Cameron kind of affair because like James Cameron made Avatar, and then he was like, oh, we're making two, three, four, five. You should expect. 10 avatar sequels uh and and Zack snyder was like hey this is the first justice league but you should expect three more justice leagues in this big epic story and everybody's like oh this is this is crazy um especially since um man of steel and batman versus superman maybe that uh weren't that well received to begin with uh but he was like you know we're, we're gonna make a bunch of justice league movies and that's what we're gonna do and then his his uh his daughter passed away tragically during the production of the movie and he stepped away for obvious reasons and uh, i think warner brothers took this as like hey we're gonna we gotta push out a movie but maybe we're gonna push out a movie that we'd prefer to make because i think there were definitely a lot of times especially we know now that during that time there were a lot of things that they maybe didn't dis uh, they didn't agree with Zack snyder's decisions and so they put joss whedon in he directed the avengers movie uh, the first one and the second one he, he directed, um, or maybe he created Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So a, a very well-renowned guy. And they were like, hey, go on in, um, make some changes and stuff. And he ended up changing a lot. Again, super interesting now that we've seen Zack Snyder's Justice League is seeing just the difference between the two. And um, the the original Justice League was shorter, like a lot shorter. I think if you've heard any of the marketing around this Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's four hours long and it doesn't hold back on it. Um, I definitely, me me watching Lord of the Rings a lot, I definitely felt a Return of the King vibes with this one where I was just like, whoa, okay, this is the fourth ending. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna keep going. Um, whereas the the original Justice League, it just seemed like you know they were like, hey, we just want to get something out that you know maybe hits the bare minimum and it definitely felt like they were trying to hit that avengers mark that joss whedon hit before maybe that's why they hired him again that's probably why they had but um the problem with that is that they treated the justice league like the avengers when that's not what they are um whereas Zack snyder's justice league i think he perfectly understands what the justice league is and that's that they're gods 
Um, I think the biggest difference, if you're a DC fan or a Marvel fan, the reason why there's kind of differences is because the DC heroes, they're these, for the most part, gods from birth. Um, or, you know, they, they, they reach these, um, even if they're not from birth, they reach these power levels that are just insane that Marvel heroes um, typically don't hit. For instance, Darkseid, who I'm going to talk about, he's the, you know, the big bad in DC, or a big bad in DC. Um, most people would pit him against Thanos, and in the comics, Darkseid destroys him every time. Because Thanos is really just a, a big, strong guy until he gets a glove. Whereas Darkseid, you know, he's <laughs> he's just a big, powerful dude. And the same thing goes for Superman, uh, Batman, Wonder Woman... Flash, their, their their power level is just insane, and it's it's a lot different from the Avengers, which is just a motley crew of guys and girls who come together, and I think they were just trying to hit a dynamic that wasn't uh, in there from the comic origin to begin with, and they were trying to copy Marvel a little too much. When you know that's not the appeal. If if I want to see a Marvel movie, I'm gonna go watch a Marvel movie, especially when it's available to me. Um, DC, you should be trying to do your own thing. And that's exactly what Zack Snyder's Justice League is, for better or worse. Honestly, it's not a perfect film. Um, I, I think a lot of people are kind of overreacting to this movie a little bit. There's some people saying it's the greatest superhero movie ever made. And there's other people saying it's the worst superhero movie ever made. Um, it's, it's neither. Uh, I think, again, I'm, I'm probably going to mention the Joss Whedon Justice League a lot. What that movie shows us is just what Zack Snyder's is. If we just got Zack Snyder's Justice League, we'd probably um, be treating it like we treat Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, in that it's, you know, it's okay. Um, I'll watch it if it's on TV. I'm not gonna, like, seek it out. Um, but then we got um, Joss Whedon's Justice League first, and we are like, that's terrible. And then we get this one, and because we have something to directly compare it to, it's very easy to appreciate it. Um, and that's probably, if you've, if you're any fan of the DC movies, that's the most interesting, fun part about this movie for me was remembering the original one, watching this one and going, oh, so that's what this scene was supposed to look like. It, I kind of got the same vibes I did when I watched this Hobbit fan edit that I, I reviewed, um, a couple episodes ago where you just sort of see the little pieces that connect the two stories and where they just diverge completely um i heard a lot of stuff going um coming out of the just the first justice league edition um where you know cyborg was supposed to be this big guy this big important character and he wasn't um flash was kind of a doofus um superman had the weird mustache cgi thing that everybody was joking on batman was um kind of like depressingly sad like they would just he was just the butt of the joke half the time because you know and i think it's easy because i think if somebody doesn't understand the justice league you look at batman you're like that guy's out of place he's a joke he's just a guy who's rich in a costume um but i think which is you know crazy to say i think Zack snyder definitely understands who batman is batman is is just as much the heart and heart and soul of the Justice League as Superman is. He's just as important. He's a leader. He knows things. He's important. Um, just because he doesn't have a superpower 
doesn't mean he's not important. doesn't mean you have to make fun of him all the time. And um, I think it reduced his character to comedic relief, which is not Batman. Like, that's very insulting to be like, like Batman is like, everybody knows who Batman is. Everybody knows who Superman is. You can't just like treat him like nothing. Um, and that's just what the original one did. Whereas this one, I think it felt a lot more connected to the Batman versus Superman movie, which is, I mean, it's a continued story. So you'd think that the character was supposed to be the same. And in Zack Snyder's Justice League, he was. He was a guy who, in Batman versus Superman, was against Superman, realized, hey, he was wrong. He didn't understand who Superman was. Um, he was letting his past kind of influence him too much. He was in a super dark place, and he arose out of it, and the person who helped him do that dies and sacrifices himself for humanity in a way that Batman originally would never have thought he would do. Um, so then you get to Justice League, and he's a guy who's just, like, uh, torn. Because he's like, how how could I be so wrong to think that, you know, Superman was this bad guy? But he's not. He's, 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 he's literally, well, essentially, Captain America in the DC universe, just with souped-up powers. Um, he is good, um, even if, you know, a lot of people like to, you know, knock Zack Snyder for saying, oh, your Superman kills, um, he's not good, he's still, even when he kills people, he's still good, um, the embodiment of what goodness is, and, um, I think, again, I think Batman was handled super well by Zack Snyder because he was the leader he was meant to be. He brought everybody together, but he wasn't the butt of the joke. Maybe there were times in the movie, especially at the end, where, like, you know, he's just shooting um, the uh, the demons and all that stuff. Like, he, he didn't have a lot to do, but he, he still had an important part to play. And uh, so I, I loved how Batman was handled. I uh, There was Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman... I don't dislike her character, honestly. I think the first Wonder Woman movie was great until the end. Um, I didn't like that weird action scene at the end. It felt very disconnected from the rest of the movie. Um, I think the problem with Wonder Woman was they didn't really have a lot for her to do in this movie. It was very much a Batman and Superman and their relationship. And then there was Cyborg doing his thing. And then Flash maybe a little bit. And then Aquaman and Wonder Woman, they were kind of sidelined. And the reason why they were brought in was because of their people, which is the Atlanteans and um, uh, the Amazon uh, Amazonians. Yeah. Um, if they weren't a part of those people groups, they probably wouldn't have as big of a reason to be there, uh, which means that Wonder Woman, for the most part, was um, an exposition... Uh, person <laughs> she was there to explain things to us and here's the thing gal gadot is great but she she has an accent and it's sometimes hard to understand like like voiceovers already are criticized in movies because they're kind of a lazy way of telling a story because it's just a person reading it to you a, a movie is meant to be visual and instead you're choosing to tell a story as an audiobook I didn't pay for an audiobook. I'm watching a movie. Um, but when you look at the great voiceovers, I'm going to pinpoint one specifically that's already in my mind. Um, Kate Blanchett as Galadriel. Her narration in the beginning of The Fellowship of the Ring is perfect. Um, 
it it it, it goes on for a while but it, it's never boring her her voice is elegant it's it's interesting the words she's using like like you're you're hanging on to every word which is you know a good narration should make you do that and then of course you have the cool visuals in, in the back of it in this movie they have a very similar thing where they have this ancient battle which is really cool but they have gal gadot narrating it and i'm like there, there had there has to have been a better person to read it um I just I wasn't very pleased with how that went. the 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 action scene was great, where they had Darkseid come down and fight Zeus and Ares, and they had like Green Lanterns and all this stuff. It was a little long, uh, but that's Zack Snyder. He he draws out things for unnecessarily long times. Uh, but it, some things were cool, you know. People getting their arms hacked off. Green Lanterns were getting killed. Um, it, it was very cool. It was just the narration was just off. And I felt that a lot of times Gal Gadot was the narrator. And I, I was like, you know, she's cool. Give her something. Like, they gave her this um, scene in the beginning where she saves some girls from... Uh, I guess she saves a, a school field trip from a shooter. Um, but, you know, even that, it was disconnected from the story. It was just an, a character introduction. I was like, eh. Uh, you know, it's whatever. She had, it was a cool action scene. Like she's, you know, bouncing bullets and stuff and she's kicking dudes like 30 feet against walls. Like she does cool stuff. Um, also, can I also say, um, she has a cool theme where they do this electric guitar riff and, you know, it's like, nah, nah, nah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it gets me every time. And I'm like, when, when they play that in Batman versus Superman, I'm like, yes, it gets you hyped. Uh, they played it in Wonder Woman. It gets me hyped. In this one, I don't know why they changed it. Like, sometimes they played it a little bit, but they changed her theme to, like, uh, women kind of, like, howling into the wind. And they played it so much that it got super annoying and the guitar riff would have been, it's just a lot more pleasing to listen to. Um, I really wish they hadn't changed that. I don't know why they did. Um, but they, li like, if you watch this movie, especially since it's four hours, <laughs> when you hear this chanting constantly, just like, switch the song, like, switch it up. Um, and it, it takes me out of it. I don't, I don't like it at all. Because it always plays when she does something cool. And then, you know, the some girls are howling into the... And I'm just like, I don't... No, no thank you. Um, but that's Wonder Woman. Uh, Aquaman... Um, I don't know. Aquaman's fine. He's, he's about the same, honestly, um, as he is in the original Justice League movie. I don't think they cut barely anything besides... He's, he's a lot more shirtless, I feel like, in this movie, which maybe some people aren't upset about. I didn't have a problem with it. Um, he's, he's, he's a, he's a muscular, good-looking dude. He's also got these, these sweet tattoos and stuff, so I, I have no problem with it. But, um, it didn't seem like they gave him any more to do than he did originally. Um, Cyborg, he definitely had a lot more to do. I'm not sure if I cared enough. Um, he's, he's meant to be the heart and soul of the movie, and I felt that. Um, he's very much a Frankenstein who didn't want to be remade, um, uh, he, he, he was, I guess, extremely injured in a car accident, and his dad used this alien technology to revive him, but he didn't quite know what it would do, and it ended up turning his son into a cyborg, and his son is displeased at this and hates his dad because his dad was never around to begin with, and he revived him only for his, you know, only for him to be awakened to losing his previous life because everyone thinks he's dead losing his mom because his mom died in the same car accident where he got hurt and you know it's just you know 
So he, most of the movie, he's very grouchy um, until his dad sacrifices himself. And um, I guess you feel bad. There, there were no moment. There wasn't a moment where I was like crying about the dad. Um, I just sort of accepted it. And I'm like, OK, there's character growth. So like at the very least, you can look at Cyborg as a very as a solid character, somebody who started out the movie at one point and then at the end ends up better. Um, I think uh, we as the audience are meant to kind of ride along with Cyborg amongst these gods of men um, and we are meant to be Cyborg. Um, I didn't mind it. Um, yeah, he was fine. I don't have a lot more to say about Cyborg. Uh, Flash, I loved, loved 10 times more. Um, they're making a Flash movie with Ezra Miller, and I am very excited for this next Flash movie. Um, I'm not even a big Flash fan. I don't watch the CW show that they have that's been going on for, what, six seasons or whatever. Uh, but he's funny. He's not goofy. He knows what he's doing. He's, he's smart. Um, but he, I'm fine with him being the comedic relief, which he was in the previous Justice League movie. It's just in the other one, he didn't seem to know what he was doing. He was kind of just like like falling around he was falling forward which was my criticism in another episode of of um of ray in the new star wars movies where she was just this powerful person that was just kind of falling through the story and i don't like that i, I don't empathize with that in this one um you know right away he's the super powerful person um they showed in this really cool super Zack snyder way where he like um, saves this girl who's in a car accident, um, and then maybe there's a romantic interest there later on, but, you know, it's just an introduction scene, and um, it shows his power, it shows his personality, all that stuff, and I think it, it, time and time again, he's using his powers in ways that he knows he can use um, use them, so in, in the middle of it, there's we learn that he can turn back time slightly and you know he talks about this one rule that he doesn't want to break which is go beyond the speed of light and they kind of foreshadow that at the end and it, it pays off completely and i'm going to get to the end but right now i'm just going to talk about the characters so yeah flash loved it he's funny he's he's important he's cool his power is cool loved it uh, it was even different because they have they've used speedster powers and movies before quicksilver in x-men and then in um age of ultron um in this one they managed to make it different because in those ones um i guess maybe it's a little more in in the avengers one he's very fast um and it kind of just shows um the 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 reaction to his powers so he might push somebody out of the way and you'll barely see him and you'll just see the person move in days of future past you get that slow motion stuff in this one you just with the lightning and all that you just get get a sense of just he's more powerful than anyone before and i love how like whenever he uses power to influence people he's so fast and so powerful that all he has to do is like touch something with the tip of his finger and it just throws everything into chaos and i love it um but it's just so elegant the way he does it. he just taps it and then poof, everything just blows and it's great um and then there's superman i loved 
Superman. Especially, I mean, I think it's great because Henry Cavill is like super big right now. He was in that Mission Impossible movie. He's in The Witcher. It's like everybody wants Henry Cavill. And I think it's insane that he he wants to keep doing Superman movies. And they're like, no, we're going to go some in a different direction. He's, he's a big star. You give him whatever he wants and let him do whatever he needs to do. Because, um, and, and I, I'm kind of, it's kind of crazy for me to say this because I didn't, necessarily like man of steel i didn't necessarily love batman versus superman i didn't love justice league but i watched this and i think they did superman so well and it made me appreciate the character so much more because um the theme first i have it saved on my spotify love the theme of superman it gets me like hyped i can run to that thing like i've never run to any other song before um, I, whenever I'm at work, I'll play it and I'm like, you know, tapping on the desk and all that stuff. I love it. Um, but they bring him back and he has this great scene with Lois and his mom, uh, at the farm. And he, it's just, it's a period for Clark Kent to kind of think back on his life. What, a, you know, he's got a new, he's got a new beginning. He died. Maybe his purpose is fulfilled. He already died for that purpose. So does he continue fighting for that purpose that he thinks? he's he's sworn himself to or is he released from that um and he has that you know debate and i think what really gets me is that superman himself is like when ang goes into the avatar state at the very end of uh the third season where he just has all the elements and he's just god tier you can't beat that and that's not necessarily fun to see a lot. It's great to see it in moments. And but how do you how do you tell a Superman story and only give you moments of Superman? It's make Clark Kent interesting, which they have yet to do until I I think this movie, him and Lois and his mom, it was, you know, it was compelling stuff. And then he shows up as Superman again for just brief moments and you're just like, "Yes, it's Superman." And he kicks this dude's butt easily he's just like like he's not even breaking a sweat he's just like shrugging things off smacking a guy 30 miles away and then zooming after him and punching him back and um you you see his intensity's power and it's great and you're just you like you you feel more into it um than than the other justice league where he was just really i see i I think, again, they just didn't know what to do with Superman. They're like, this guy's super powerful. So they tried to make an excuse to get him out of the fight so that they could prolong the fight a little longer. Because obviously when Superman gets there, the fight is over. Superman wins the fight. Um, Spoilers. Uh, But yeah, so I think I love the way they handled Superman the most, honestly. Flash is great. Superman killed it for me. And then uh, I want to talk about the director. Uh, I think Zack Snyder... He had good, some good stuff and some bad stuff. The good stuff, I think Zack is really good at making these poster moments. You watch 300, you watch um, the Owls of Gahul movie, you watch any of his movies, he makes these, he, he, he plans out these movies so well that he has these shots that are just beautiful. Like, there's this one where Superman comes comes into space and it's just sort of like arms stretched out, like maybe a Jesus pose, I don't know, but like, like cape flying in space and the sun and the earth in the foreground and it's awesome um 
or maybe it's just the earth. I think the sun and the earth. And uh, there's just a bunch of scenes like that where you're just like, this is cool. Like there's there's where where he's looking at Aquaman and Aquaman staring at the camera and then the waves are rushing over him. There's just cool stuff. Uh, but he definitely went a little overboard. Like he was, he was, they were like, hey, here's creative freedom. Do what you need to do. And he was like, I'm going all out, which is why you get a four hour movie. So he gives you five minutes of these these nordic people singing at the ocean for no reason um you get a little more exposition than maybe you necessarily need you get prolonged fight scenes you get i think i don't i can't give you the exact numbers but there's like 15 minutes or something of slow motion in this movie which he loves slow motion and sometimes he does it really good and in this movie sometimes it's really good um but sometimes he goes overboard as well uh i think uh, I, th I actually think he, he kind of pulls back in other areas, though. So, like, in Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman, it was kind of criticized because it was so dark that it wasn't, like, dark night dark. It was just dreary and gloomy. Whereas this one, it, it was visually darker, um, but the, the story had uplifting moments just as much as downer moments, and it evened it out enough that I was like, this is still enjoyable. Um... And, and, and yeah, I, I enjoyed it, and which is which is all I could have hoped for. So let me get to the end, because that's the part that blew me away. The ending made me want more. And I'm not talking about the end end, because I'll get to that too. But um, the end fight with Steppenwolf is great. Because they gave, again, they gave Flash something to do. In the other movie, Flash was, they were like, hey, go save a truckload of people who are in a nuclear zone for God knows why. Um, in this one, they lose. So so the bad guys win the fight, blow up the earth. What does Flash do? He turns back time. He does the he breaks his rule that he doesn't want to break. He goes back in time to this again, cool music, and he's got these, you know, he's saying his little speech, and you know, you see you see him running super fast, and everything is had already been deconstructed because everything blew up so then all around him everything's constructing around him like cyborg's whole body is getting like reattached to his skeleton as he's going backwards in time it's so cool um and then they kill steppenwolf in the greatest way which again i i I'm, i haven't mentioned this yet there's blood and gore in this movie in the greatest ways um there there in previously there's this one scene where the bad guy tries to get this cube from Atlantis and uh, Amber Heard's character, she sucks the blood out of his body and he throws her away and he's just like, whoa. And I'm like, oh, that was nasty. Like you see just this red stuff come out of his nose and his mouth and you're just like, ooh, but it's cool. Um, and like there's a part where the bad guy's trying to take out the Amazonians and he uses this axe and he just like cuts right through this chick's like torso it's ugh. um but at the end the way he dies so first let me set this up superman's on top of him punching him down he can't get up superman lasers through his head cuts off part of his head he's screaming in agony and then he gets up enough to run across a platform aquaman spears him with his trident holds him up then kind of flings him off and uh and then and then wonder woman like jumps off a wall and like comes down with her sword over the guy's neck 
and he his whole body now headless falls through this portal to his his boss and his boss has to just see this his his um his minion's body just like cut in half and i'm like oh it's gory as crap but awesome uh, and I, I, I think maybe I haven't even talked about this. The bad guy so much more improved visually. He looks cooler. He's all spiky. Um, and, but, but he's, he's more interesting. And I wanted, <laughs> it's so sad. I, I didn't want him to die, honestly, because he gets to this point where, uh, you, you realize what he wants, which is he wants to be back with his boss. You learn that he betrayed his boss before the movie started, and his boss was like, if you want to come back to our home, you have to conquer this amount of worlds for me. And he just wants to go home. Uh, he can't because he has to destroy Earth, and we can't let him do that. Uh, but, like, part of me was just like, can we just, like, we, we've defeated him. Can we just let him go through the portal and just let him go home? Like, he has these big eyes that are always look like they're crying. And I'm like, oh, no. So when they cut off his head, I was just like, oh, he was so close. He was so close, but he didn't make it. Um, poor Steppenwolf. His name is Steppenwolf. Um, which, weird name. Um, also, other criticism, his voice and the big bad guy, Darkseid, both of their voices were super similar to me. And it was just like, hey, we need a, a evil sounding voice. Let's get a deep voice and add some gravel effects to it. Um, and I was like, all right, it's okay for one of them, but both of them is a little over the top. Um, but I didn't mind the story. I think anybody could dig this four-hour thing because it at, at the very least it's a different kind of superhero movie uh, we've seen thousands of superhero movies but this is something i don't think marvel could do because number one it's rated r which i think dc is really good at rated r um because their characters are so powerful you can't hold back their power in pg-13 let them loose um so they're rated r and it's just the kind of heroes and the kind of stories you can tell with those hero heroes that you're just not going to get with marvel marvel's more concerned with um humans interacting with superheroes um whereas dc you get just superheroes acting interacting with other superheroes because they're just so powerful that humans are like literal ants to these people whereas you know just like a person to iron man he's they're 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 still alike but superman is nothing nothing like iron man like it's just not it's not on the same level at all um so yeah i think watch this movie if you want something different um, watch it if you watch the original and see that comparison line up and you get to see what does creative vision, total creative control look like compared to studio interference. Um, it's, it's, it's definitely, I would say creative control one in this aspect. Um, I'm, I'm a little, it's, it's disappointing that everyone is saying, Hey, we're not going to get another one. Hopefully one day this episode uh, ages poorly and they're like hey we're gonna make justice league 2 um that'd be cool i'm interested to see it um i think Zack snyder put a lot of stuff at the end of his movie and end credits which again made it sound like feel a lot like return of the king where there were like 10 endings um most of it was felt a lot like him just going overboard with him saying hey i have full creative control i'm gonna give you jared leto's joker and have him talk to batman uh, none of it was important none of it was you know, really all that great, but, you know, gave you a tease of, hey, this is what's to come. 
Um, you're going to get an evil Superman. You're going to get Batman teaming up with Joker, which are interesting com uh, um, interesting story points that I'd definitely like to see. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I rec recommend this movie. I think it's not perfect. I don't even think the effects shots, all of them were completely finished. Um, there were a lot of, and effects really get to me sometimes. There's a lot of points where it's just like, ooh, this looks kind of not finished and not great, but then there are other ones that look really good. Um, I, I'd probably give it a seven. I don't think I'd ever watch it again, honestly. Uh, maybe it's just because of the length. I'd maybe watch little scenes. I've watched Flash turning back time and them killing Steppenwolf at the end a couple times. I've listened to the soundtrack a couple times. Uh, so there's good stuff. And I'm, I'm, I look forward to seeing the future, uh, whether that's the Flash solo movie or another Justice League. Um, I'd maybe give it, give it a seven. It's, it's, um, it's not bad. So uh, that's all I got. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for uh, liking my trivia posts. I think I'm going to start doing that more often than, you know, asking a question of the week or something. I think the trivia posts are a lot more fun and interactive. Uh, I think uh, there weren't as many comments about this one because it's, it's a new movie and it's on HBO Max, so it's a little difficult for people to watch it. Give it a shot. Um, and always, and uh, if you can, follow me on film.talksofficial. Um, I have an Instagram and a Facebook. I post, again, trivia questions. I post questions about uh, about those movies, and I tell you when my new episodes are out. Uh, you can also find me on Film Talks at YouTube. I post there now and again. And, uh, yeah, I hope you all have a great week. So long.